2: Farmer trade cow manure for goat poop. It was a dung deal.
0: If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy
1: shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, a, you know, a, a clown. Your show was better when you had medical questions. Hey! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out blast with the wave, an ultrasonic
0: echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments. The health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now,
1: I think I'm doomed, then I'll have to go insane. I want the requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve!
0: It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Tacey.
2: Hi, everyone.
0: Yay, she's back, Yay. everyone. We'll talk about that in a second. This is a show for people who have never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Tasty won't say that. Nope. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, Yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. All right, great.
2: Or, or whatever.
0: Or whatever. Well, whatever. Then. Well, we hear that a lot. So uh, don't, forget, hey, uh, don't forget. stuff.drsteve.com don't forget for all your Amazon shopping needs or online shopping needs, and that website. It um, ha- actually has some information on it regarding materials that we've discussed on this show, including the roadie, the uh, teeter back um, stretcher, and uh, other things like that, and uh, neuropathy supplements, et cetera. So check out stuff.drsteve.com. And if you want to uh, lose weight, go to Noom, N-O-O-M.drsteve.com. I've been uh, doing Noom for uh, quite some time. It's a psychology program, not a diet, so check it out at noom.drsteve.com. You can, uh, uh, you know, I, I attained my ideal body weight, and but my results may vary from yours, but I found it to be very effective. If you want to check it out, you get a two-week free trial with a counselor and everything at noom.drsteve.com. If you want to do it, you get a 20% uh, discount, and it's only a three-month program. It's not like... That other program that rhymes with, I don't know, flate flotchers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not an ongoing commitment at all. It's a three-month program, and you can be done with it at that point. Uh, the, if you continue, it's up to you. And uh, simply net is Dr. Scott's website. So uh, welcome back. So we're doing something a little different. for During COVID, we much of the content on the SiriusXM show on the podcast were the same, mainly because I didn't want to answer a COVID-related question for one audience and not for the other because I thought they were reasonably important. But now that that's calming the F down.
2: Thank God. I
0: know, really. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, I thought we could maybe go back to what we were doing before. So, and uh, if we do it this way, Tacey can join us again because she's on the road during the week now, which sucks.
2: Well, I don't know that we're going to say that I'm going to be doing this a lot.
0: No? No. Because if we do this, then we can't, you know, do the other thing that we do on Saturdays.
2: What, worry about our son driving?
0: <laughs> or, or that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our 16-year-old is uh, has a girlfriend in another state. I mean, we're on the... We're on the state line, sort of, but I mean, it's he's driving to another state for the first time today, and uh, it was a bit of a traumatic thing, particularly yes. for the old Tastemeister. So. Yes,
2: very much so. Yeah. So.
0: So th- she's going to be a little distracted, and I, th- this might be fun, or it might be horrible. <laughs> it so we'll could see. be horrible,
2: <laughs> and we will answer any phone call that we receive.
0: Yeah, now these are, we are actually on vacation as we do this, so these are going to be brief, but still, same number of ads, though. Yay.
2: <laughs> of course. <Yeah>. Yay.
0: <laughs> All right. So, it probably ought to just number get straight into it. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right. Very good. Thank you, Renny B.
1: Hey, Dr. Steve. What's going on? Hey, man. This Josh from Jersey. Hey,
0: Josh. How you what
1: doing? up, Dr. Scott? Give me some damn nose spray. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, couldn't help it. Um... Question for you. My wife's expecting. Um, had the shot. She's she already had the vaccine. She's good to go. Yep. What's going to happen later? I mean, does the baby eventually? You know, because now it's going to be in her system into the baby's uh, system. Yeah. Or like, you know, stupid shit like, you know, I didn't have a chicken pox shot. My kids had the chicken pox shot. I uh, I've had the chicken pox. I know. So, but literally. The baby's in her system with the shot, so...
0: Yeah, okay. I know where That's he's going That's a great with question. This. It is a really good question. Um, so when you give a pregnant mother a vaccine, particularly this one, the um, her, her body makes the immune response. And she can pass those antibodies on to, through the placenta. And so the kid will have passive immunity, but it's unlikely that the kid will have any active immunity. For example, Tacey um, had RSV when Beck was born. He's our youngest. She just thought it was a cold. Turns out it was respiratory syncytial virus. Five days into his life on this earth, outside of her womb, uh, he has a fever of 105. We brought him to the uh, emergency while well, we called the the uh, pediatrician, and they admitted him emergently, tested him. He had respiratory syncytial virus, and the nurses up there in that unit were like, you know, this is really serious. Uh, he may have long-lasting damage. we do not not even 100% sure he'll make it. We may have to go to the ICU. But the thing was, Tacey was breastfeeding, so her body was making antibodies, and she was secreting IgA antibodies. We don't hear about those so much. We hear about IgM and IgG, but she was secreting IgA antibodies in her breast milk, and she, which she was then turning around and feeding back. And uh, he just sailed right through it. He was sick for a day. In the hospital with all these tubes and stuff because they were all terrified. And then the next thing we knew, he was better, and we went home. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, it was crazy.
0: And he was born 10 days before Christmas, so it made for an interesting Christmas because that would have been the 20th that we took him in, and we got home, what, on the 23rd? It
2: was, no, it was Christmas Eve.
0: Was it Christmas Eve mm-hmm. we got home? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> it was delightful. So and Tacey's still feeding on demand, so no sleep in the hospital, sucked. But she saved his life. Of course, she gave it to him. But she, it's like I guess what would that what would that be like giving somebody poison and then giving well, them the antidote? I kept
2: asking people for medicine, and they said it might hurt the baby. Well, so it would have
0: because it's a virus. I mean, it, it, you would have been exposing. It I to was something. sick as shit. Yeah, we don't have a treatment for respiratory syncytial virus. I think. After this COVID BS, we need to declare war on all viruses, and that's one of them. Because, you know, babies that get that or young kids that get it can have some serious problems down the road. Most of them do fine. It just causes croup when they get a little older. But, uh, yeah, why, why do we have to have these viruses in our life? I don't know. Yeah, they suck. I hate them. So, uh, war on all viruses Tacey uh, saved saved the kid. So, so this kid will likely have passive immunity to COVID-19, but it will decline as those antibodies degrade, and uh, they will have to be re-exposed to the antigen to develop their own immunity to it. All right.
2: All
1: right.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Hey, Dr. Steve, what's up? How are you? Um, I've hey got me. a question. It's about vaccines, but not COVID. Uh, I was watching a video on the COVID vaccine, and it mentioned that I think the vaccine for um, tuberculosis or tetanus—I tetanus. think tetanus—is uh, like different, a different type of vaccine than any other one. It's like yep. a toxin vaccine or something Ooh. like that.
0: Not one thing. Oh, the don't video didn't get, get into
1: it or explain it, and I couldn't really find anything on it. So I was just wondering if you could explain how that works, how like.
0: Yeah, I was trying to give, give you one. Give of yourself really a, a bill. Thank you. Bye. It is a toxin vaccine. So most, or not most, but a lot of the vaccines that we give, well, yeah, most, are, uh, generate immunity against the the um, entity that's invading our body. So COVID-19 uh, vaccine, the mRNA vaccines, create a spike protein in our cells that then we then recognize as foreign make antibodies against that spike protein so that when we see the virus itself will block this virus's ability to attach to um, the receptor that it likes, which is the ACE2 receptor, uh, particularly in the lungs and the respiratory tract. And uh, that it will prevent it from implanting, and if you prevent it from uh, in being able to attach, then you prevent it from being able to reproduce, and then that's the end of it. So, uh, that really targets the virus itself. Tetanus is caused by a toxin caused by a um, spore forming bacterium called Clostridium tetani. And uh, if you're not familiar with tetanus, it's because we don't see it anymore. And the reason we don't see it anymore, why, Tase?
2: I don't know. My microphone just broke. <laughs> I'm not, I can't hear you anymore. <laughs>
0: You can't hear me anymore. Um, no, you're right across the. the I can. Table I can
2: hear. You. Okay, so I don't know why. <laughs> Did you fix it? Um, we'll
0: just take the headphones off then, or just yeah. How's okay. that? Okay. So why Boy, is this
2: is a great show, by the way? <laughs> why
0: why is there no tetanus? Why don't people know tetanus?
2: I don't know, Steve. Yes,
0: you do, because we vaccinate against it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear that? I can hear that, yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, because we vaccinate against it uh, pretty universally. And I've seen one case in my career, and it was a person who was never vaccinated for tetanus.
2: And you're supposed to get the shot, what, every seven years? Ten years. Ten years? Yeah. They, or if you get poked a, with something, A dirty correct? wound. and yeah. a, There's
0: a protocol for it. Uh, the emergency room where you go, if you... Uh, fall on let's say a hoe that is covered with cow fecal matter and you cut a big gash in your hand you're going to be looked at as a candidate for a tetanus booster okay. um, now
2: is there something else in the tetanus shot or is it just the tetanus shot
0: well there there can be they have tetanus shots and diphtheria you know tetanus with diphtheria
2: okay that's what i thought and
0: then there's tetanus diphtheria and pertussis acellular pertussis so there's you know there's a there's several of them um so the tetanus vaccine is actually against the toxin that clostridium tetani secretes so when that bacterium invades through say a cut uh it'll produce a toxin not on un- too similar i mean well, it's the mechanism is similar uh, of the invasion, but the toxin itself is distinct from botulism. But there's, they're both toxin-forming problems. And so the uh, uh, bacterium secretes this toxin. The toxin causes uh, tetanus, which just means irreversible contraction of the muscles. Okay. So that's why it's called lock jaw, because when it locks your jaw, you do like that. You can't open your jaw because the, the masseter muscles are all that uh, control the jaw are clenched. And um, uh, the person that I saw, we gave them intravenous um, immunoglobulin from someone that had had tetanus vaccine, and they had antibodies against the toxin, and they got better. So, but that's one case I've seen that was probably 30 years ago. Oh, okay. And not seen one since. And there's, uh, to my knowledge, there's never been a case of anyone getting tetanus once they have had the full pediatric series as kids. Uh, diphtheria is another one. Who's ever seen diphtheria? I've never seen a case of diphtheria. I know how to recognize it if I see it and it causes a pseudomembrane in the back of the throat that's just white and it's, you know, exudated. It just causes such in severe inflammation in the airway. But I've never seen a case of it because of the diphtheria vaccine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How about rabies? I've seen maybe one case of rabies in an animal, but never in a human, not once. Why? Because we vaccinate our animals, our pets. In other countries where they don't do that, Um, We have a friend who comes from a part of a country where they don't vaccinate their animals. And to her, dogs are monsters that can kill you with a single bite.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And and she's terrified of them. When I was a kid, um, I'm a lot older than you are, so you wouldn't remember this. They used to have PSAs on the television about rabies and what would happen to you. And I remember this guy walking down the stairs and then the... He starts, have, you know, foaming at the mouth and he falls down and the the screen is flashing. It was that kind of grimy black and white. because back in this is before color TV scared the shit out of me. I'm still yeah. have nightmares about that ad that they ran about rabies. And I was terrified of, you know, a stray dog or anything like that because they might be rabid. That was what they were trying to say because this was pre rabies vaccine. And, um. Yeah, it was. You know what? You've seen Night of the Living Dead, the original George Romero, right? Mm -hmm. It was that same black and white and gray. You know what I'm talking about? How Mm -hmm. creepy that is.
2: Yeah, you know, and I'm disappointed in the South for all for our falling behind on getting uh, the COVID vaccination. And you know, I have people in my family who, oh, it's just not even real.
0: (laughs) Really. Now, your mother's not like that. No, she had my mother's
2: a, not like that. I wonder
0: if she would be if she hadn't gotten Think
2: it. Think real hard on who would be like that.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Uh, there's only a few people in your family that I can imagine. I just didn't realize you'd been talking to them. About no, I scene. haven't
2: been talking to them. I just know. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus.
0: Uh, yeah, let me see. Vaccine rates by U.S., uh, what we say? The South area. has
2: fallen behind, in, according to the Today Show.
0: Oh, well, the Today Show just, you <sighs> yes, know. I and know. And the thing is, is they're trying to justify their BS, what they did in New York with these lockdowns that were uh, no more successful or less successful than what was done in uh, Florida that was wide open the whole damn time. Okay, so at least one dose in Florida, 53%. Okay, Tennessee, 41.2%. And let's look in New York. New Jersey, 62. New York, 59. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're a little behind now. Alabama, ooh, at least one dose, 35%.
2: Yeah. And
0: Louisiana, 37%. Okay, so, and but it's not just there. Wyoming's 38. Idaho, not a southern state, 39%. So let's look. This is impromptu, by the way. Um, Let's go to covid.stoutlabs.com, okay? And we will look at those states and compare them. So let's find the highest state. It looks like Washington, at least one dose, 60, 60, uh, Vermont, 73%. So let's do Vermont, Okay, that's the highest I could find on this quick sort of survey. So, Vermont 73.4%. Now, Vermont is a not very populous state, but they do have some areas that are uh very populous. Okay, okay. they're pockets of them, but for the most part not so much. So, we're going to do Vermont. And you can do this along with us just go to um covid.stoutlabs.com. We'll do Vermont and uh what were the What were the, <laughs> what were the state's taste? Oh Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Um, Alabama, <laughs> Mississippi, and Louisiana. Yes, okay, so Alabama, we'll just do them against Vermont, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. That shot
2: kills people <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, the virus doesn't uh, do anything right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Well, it's s- not real.
0: So let's do uh, new cases. And isn't that interesting? They're all almost exactly the same. Mississippi, zero. Alabama, zero. Louisiana, zero. Vermont, nine. Oops.
2: So are they right?
0: No. (laughs) I mean, everybody's right. This is the thing I like about this country is that we have 50 little experiments that you can run in how to do things. So Florida can do their way, and New York can do their way. And then the other states can look and say, well, these are the two sort of extremes. New York was totally locked down. Florida was, I mean, we saw it. We were there. Yeah, you had to wear a mask if you went into Walgreens. That was about it.
2: That was it. I mean, you could tell the people who were showing up because they had their mask on. and then <laughs>
0: As soon as they got there, they are like, I'm, F this.
2: Yeah, and they took them off. Yeah, let's that was see.
0: Fun. Uh new deaths. Yeah, uh basically all the same, all the same. And the these curves are not Im-, I'm not impressed by any of this. Now, Alabama there's got a few spikes here and there compared to the other ones, but that's it. And that uh, some of this could be reporting as well. Um so uh yeah, so and then the other states can go, look, do we want to be more like New York or do we want to be more like Florida? They have the right to make those decisions themselves. And I think that's what the, one of the strengths of this, this place. You know, you, you don't just have two or three districts in your country like some of the European countries do. We have 50 distinct states, mm-hmm. and they can literally do whatever the hell they want to do within certain limits. And hell, some of them are even legalizing marijuana, just told the federal government to go F themselves. Yeah. yeah. Marijuana is still illegal as far as the feds are concerned. It is a schedule 1 drug. But you can go to um, Virginia now and get medical marijuana. I'm actually a provider, you know, a prescriber or not a prescriber, but I am uh, I have the certificate so that I can certify people for it. Mhm. Um, which, given that I grew up in the 60s, when, oh, don't let anybody know you have this nickel bag, man, you know, it's amazing <laughs> that now I can write a certificate, people can just go buy it. Um, and then you've got places like Colorado and other places where you just walk in, buy whatever the hell you want. Yeah. So I like the 50 different little experiments, and we can all try different things, and we have. I mean, there's a huge difference. Obviously, between what Florida and and then you get the you know those southern states you know Louisiana, Mississippi, and Georgia, and that are doing a completely their own thing, and then other places like Vermont and uh, Washington. Now, I'm starting in the booster trial in four days, the thirtieth. This may be our last <laughs> show because remember there is that one concern about the COVID. Vaccine is that it could um, conceivably produce a thing called antibody-mediated immune enhancement, and that's where an antibody against one form of a virus can block the immune system from forming immunity against another form of the virus, and which causes a worse infection than you would have had if you hadn't had immunity to the first one. We see this with dengue fever. Dengue fever, people get dengue and then their uh, uh, immune system actually blocks the body's ability to respond to the second infection so when they're exposed to it again, it's actually worse.
2: Do you have to do this before vacation?
0: What? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, I'll be fine. Okay. So... um that, that's the concern. And by the way, again, I'm willing to step up. I am a little concerned about that. Not very much concerned because we should have seen it by now. Certainly to goodness that someone and probably millions and millions of people, we vaccinated a billion people now, uh, uh, would have been exposed to one of the other circulating coronaviruses by now. And if there was a problem, we would have seen it. We're not seeing it. So we're seeing no evidence of immune, uh, antibody, uh, um, mediated immune enhancement with this vaccine, nothing. We're not seeing, not even the s- smallest signal of it yet. So I'm not that concerned, but that is my one concern that it could affect me a lot worse having a, the, you know, being exposed this next time, but we'll see. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited to be on the forefront of that so that I can report back to you guys. Hey, yeah, it was no big deal. Yeah. Just like, uh, Bill Murray and, uh, Caddyshack, picking up the um, the baby Ruth in <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of the pool and eating it. going, hey, it's no big deal. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, very good. So, tetanus vaccine, good. All you know, my, all, and I'm not even going to say all vaccines are good. I still, and I we've discussed this on this show. I have an issue with the chickenpox vaccine. I'm not a hundred percent sure that it's the smartest thing to do to vaccinate kids against a, a, a virus that m- for the most part only causes lack of productivity in those children for a short period of time. Um, and But when you, if you do not have lifelong immunity and you get it as an adult, it can be really serious. So or do we have a bunch of kids running around who are um, only partially immune and now as adults, they're going to get it. As a, as adults, what about the women that get it when they're pregnant? I mean, that's basically fatal for the for the fetus.
2: Is that really? Yeah,
0: I mean, it can be.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: I think so. Let me see. Um, chicken pox in pregnancy. So I think we should be getting titers on these people. You know, and. Um, Okay, it says here uh, chickenpox infection is caused by a virus called varicella zoster. It used to be a common infection. It isn't dangerous in children. People are at higher risk for complications from chickenpox, including pregnant people and newborns. So, if you get chickenpox during the first 20 weeks of pregnancy, your baby may have an increased risk for congenital varicella syndrome. It's a rare group of serious birth defects that can cause scars, problems with arms, legs, brain, and eyes, gastrointestinal complications, and low birth weight. Okay. um, Okay. If you get chickenpox immediately before or right after birth, your baby may have an increased risk for serious infection called neonatal varicella. This infection can be life-threatening, but treatment is helping more babies survive. We do have medication for varicella now. So, um, which we'd use the same thing for them as you do for shingles, which is valacyclovir. Okay. So, um, so it, I mean, but it's a serious infection. It's not invariably fatal, obviously, but it's a serious infection. And uh, I don't think, I don't know if we know. You know, that's the thing that concerns me about this is that um, we give this to these kids and then we just kind of go, oh, well, you're good, you know. And now, have I seen... Adult chicken pox, I have not. I've not seen this, you know, mysterious outbreak of adult chicken pox. So, I, so far, so good. But these and kids we would are have still seen that young. by now. Though. I would think so. Yes, I think so. Because um, our kids got, they got chicken pox, right? If I remember correctly. They just had a real mild syndrome. I think so. And Or did they? I think they did. And um, Then but, we had a
2: big chicken pox party. I'm just kidding. No.
0: <laughs> yep, help them old viruses out. That's good for them. All get right. it out of the way. Yeah. So Liam is eighteen, and he wasn't the first one to get chickenpox vaccine. So we'll look that up for next show. See if we're if anybody else is concerned about that. All right. Next. Hey, Doctor Steve. It's Pete and Dedicat. with hey, the hatch? <laughs> what yeah good really? to hear <clears throat> so my wife just sprung on me that- I guess we gotta do that one over again let's see here so what's the haps is a Sam Roberts um friend. hey Dr.
1: Steve it's Pete and Connecticut. what's the haps
0: the haps are right on yeah, blood yeah good to hear
1: <clears throat> so <laughs> my wife just sprung That's on just me terrible. that she has scheduled herself for <clears throat> bariatric surgery the okay. uh um the gastric sleeve procedure. Uh, You know, we're both a little overweight. Uh, um, She's, you know, on the heavier side than I and has tried uh, for years with various things.
0: Dude, you better pray she doesn't hear this. I mean, can you imagine if I described you like that?
2: Yeah, it would be true, though. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like Doom and uh, the other one uh and other diets and other life changes and it's just hard to put ourselves first with yeah. the massive brood of children we have and, and the usual
0: oh, I get it you know life- no it's the hardest thing. I mean, you have to eat to live and if you get to where you're sort of addicted to overeating it is i mean you can't just stop that it, if you're a drinker with some help you can stop drinking you can't ever stop eating and if you go to an AA meeting and you get some guy in there saying, well, I'm just going to social drink, they all just jump on them, you know, because it's so hard to do. Some people can get away with it, but very few. And, but you can't, it's really hard to just, quote unquote, social eat if you have a problem with eating. So uh, gastric sleeve surgery is one of those things that they offer. It's also known as a sleeve gastrectomy, and they remove about 80% of the stomach, and that is permanent. And uh, beside the risks that are inherent with any surgery, they, uh, people who have gastric, gastric sleeves can have things uh, like nutritional dis- deficiencies, indigestion, obviously sagging skin, which is f- fixable with plastic surgery, gallstones uh, that can get some reflux and stuff like that. Now, there is a risk versus reward.
2: Addiction transfer?
0: Oh, that's, ooh. Addiction t-
2: transfers. Number long. one thing. Oh, we are Don't going to answer that. take advice from some
0: asshole on the radio. Yes, we are. We'll be right back, everybody. Okay, we're back, and that was Beck. And he made it. He made it. He Dang. made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: it's absolutely terrifying.
0: I, I'm just thinking, when I was 17, I drove across the state to go see my friend from um Western North Carolina to the Piedmont area in Middle North Carolina, and uh, my mom, she—I would think that she was crapping herself, but uh, I don't think my parents cared that much about me. They're like, "Yeah, okay, I'll go have fun." <laughs> anyway, uh, let's finish up with the gastric sleeve. Uh, the The benefits are uh, that you lose weight, and that improves your uh, well-being in a lot of ways, including uh, mental health, uh, your self-image, but also uh, decreases your risk of sudden death.
2: But what is the efficacy on that, like long-term? Because I see a lot of people get a gastric sleeve. They lose weight initially, yeah. and then it seems to not work so well after that.
0: Well, um, the thing is, is that you have to participate in the aftercare program that the bariatric surgeon's going to have. And uh, yeah, you still it's not just going to make you stop eating because you can totally defeat it with milkshakes and stuff yeah. like that. So you got to commit to the program like any other weight loss program, but this does make it easier to do. So you got to discuss the risk benefits and alternatives with your uh, uh, provider and also make sure that you talk to them about their complication rate. Because there are complications from this, and this should absolutely be a last resort kind of thing. You've tried everything else. Nothing else has worked, and you're at high risk for complications if you don't do something. Okay? Okie dokie. All right. Well, thanks always goes to Tacey. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Tuff, That Gould Girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Offcharsky. Chowdy 108, Eric Nagel. the Port Charlotte horror taste. Oh. The Saratoga Skank taste. Oh. Roland Campos taste. <laughs> Sister of Chris, Sam Roberts. She who owns pigs and snakes. Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt. Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Steve Tucci, Steve Tucci, Steve Tucci, Steve Tucci the great Bob Rob Bartlett, Vic's Nether Fluids, Casey's Wet T-shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter. Ron Bennington and Fez Watley, who supported this show, has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, On Demand and other times at Jim McClure's Pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week sorry, for the this next show edition.
2: Sorry, Just sucked.
0: A <laughs> weird sorry. medicine. It wasn't that. Bad. It's
2: very freaked out. <laughs>